invite you to stay for our uh, potluck afterwards. Also to the men, I wanted to announce that we are going to have a prayer breakfast in February. There's a sign-up list back there. We'd like the men that are coming to just let us know what you're bringing. We can kind of adjust food accordingly, but um, I'll give you more information about that later, but just want to make you aware of the sign-up list for the men's prayer breakfast in February. Is that the second... 11th, okay, 11th of February, and uh, we hope that you can plan to come on that Saturday, be at 8.30, and look forward to, to having you there. Here's your lineup for our young men's service. We're going to have a song by Bryson, and then another song by Knox. Nathan Farrell will lead us in an opening prayer, and then our speaker lineup will be Bowman. Uh, he'll give us an introduction tonight. We're proud of Bowman for coming up and speaking, and, uh, and then our speakers will also include Luke Farrell, uh, Jake Farrell, and in those both readings uh, for Luke, we're going to have Bryson who will read for Luke, and Nathan Farrell will read for Jake, then our fourth speaker is going to be um, Knox, and then I'll bring an invitation, and then we'll have our invitation song, and... Um, and also, Nathan Farrell is going to help serve the Lord's Supper tonight. So we appreciate these young men serving in various roles. Look, I appreciate you coming and supporting them. And, and uh, I just appreciate them for signing up. I'm really proud that they're uh, beginning to take more of a leadership role. And, uh, and thank you for supporting them in that effort. So we're going to turn uh, the service over to Bryson and Knox for song and then Nathan Farrell for prayer. I'll be singing 72, 72. I know I know I
Tonight I will be singing as the deer pants for the water. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. You To you alone, may my spirit yield. To you alone, nor my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. You're my friend, and you're my brother. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for all you've given us today. Thank you for the cars to ride in and the people to be around that we can encourage. Please help those who are in need, who are sick, and who are suffering. Please help those who are mentally sick. Please help us to lead those that are going down the wrong path, down the right path. Thank you for all you've given us today. Please help those who are about to lead the speaking, read from your word, and do what they think is right and is right in your sight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Psalm 4, lesson tonight will be number 519. 519. Let's stand and sing, please. We're going to sing 1, 2, and 3. <clears throat> sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansion bright and blessed, he'll prepare us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing there will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all sing Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the tolls of life repay. When we all get to heaven, what a tale of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Be seated, please. Tonight, we will be discussing the life of Joshua. Throughout his life, he showed that he had lots of faith, courage, and strength. In tonight's lesson, you will see examples of these in his life and how we, too, can be just like Joshua. Fear. What is fear and should we be fearful? I'm going to be in Joshua chapter 1 this evening. So Joshua is first mentioned in Exodus 17 um, and is known as Moses' servant or minister. And he's referred to Moses' servant and minister until he takes Moses' place in Joshua chapter 1. And in Joshua chapter 1, God is giving Joshua instructions and encouragement as he becomes the new leader of Israel. So verse 6 of Joshua chapter 1 says, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, 
which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Uh, verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest observe, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Said so now Bryson is going to come up and read verse 9. be reading Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I would like to point out in these three verses and many other verses in Joshua and in Deuteronomy, God does not tell Joshua how to get courage or how to get strength. He doesn't list a bunch of instructions or requirements that are needed. God simply said, be strong and be courageous. Be it. God is saying, be strong and be courageous right now. All you need to do is believe that God is with you and believe that you have strength because of that. And when you do believe that God is with you, you'll have all the strength and courage in the world. Second Timothy Chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. In the rest of verse 9, the next part says, Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. So when God's on your side, there'll be nothing to fear either. First Peter chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 says, And who is he that will harm you, if he be followers of that which is good? If God is on your side, who is there to fear? But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. So back in verse 7, God says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So in life, there are three types of actions as a Christian that you can do. You can either do evil and sin and do things God told you not to do, you can do good, godly Christian things that God has told you to do, or you can do good, godly Christian things that God didn't tell you to do. And both the evil and the sin and the good, godly Christian things that God hasn't told you to do uh, slow us down and damage our relationship with God. So back to verse 9, it says, Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Be not afraid of what? What are the Israelites afraid of? Or what, what had they been fearing? Well, we know in previous chapters that the Israelites had had doubts about God's power and ability to bring them victory over their enemies. And so the Israelites feared the kings and the nations that they were fighting and driving out. It was good that they had fear, but what they feared was not good. So that part in 
verse 7 of Joshua chapter 1. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. And also in Joshua chapter 23, verse 6, God says, excuse me, Joshua says, Be therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefore to the right hand or to the left. So how do we stay in the middle? How do we keep progressing down the path that God wants us to go down? Well, in Job chapter 28, Job gives us the answer. And in this chapter, uh, Job is responding to Bildad the Shuhite, which was one of his three friends that came to counsel him on all the bad things that were happening to him. So in Job chapter 28, verses 12 and 13, Job says, But where shall wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the place thereof, Neither is it found in the land of the living. And I'm going to read 14 as well. The depth saith, it is not with me, and the sea saith, it is not with me. So more than half the chapter, Job talks about wisdom. And in the last two verses I'm going to read, Job says, Then did he see it and declare it. He prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to depart from evil, that is understanding. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says, For if he that will love life and see good days, if you love life, if you want to enjoy the life that God has given you, and you want to see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Malachi chapter 2 verse 5 also says, My covenant was with him, referring to Levi the priest, of life and peace, and I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. So God gave Levi the priest life and peace because he feared the Lord. My covenant was with him of life and peace, and I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. So I'm going to end on Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, where Joshua is telling the Israelites the solution to their disobedience. Verses four, verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, and those land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.
So I'm going to be talking about how to be strong and courageous and not afraid. We all know that verse in Joshua, uh, Joshua 1, 5 through 9, which talks about being strong and courageous. It says, There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I, was, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, and I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall, shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of, thy, out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then you shall make thy way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever you go. So in that passage I read, the, ter the phrase strong and courageous and not afraid came up many times. So how do we be strong and courageous? Especially in the world that we live in today with all the things going on around us and the things that we may be stressed about or afraid of or fear. So I have three points tonight. The first one is, is to remember who we are serving. Remember who, who the God is that we serve and who is he. And so my first scripture for this point is Colossians 1, 14 through 18, which says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him are all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. So the God we serve, he created the world with his voice. He didn't lift a finger to do it. He just spoke, and everything came into being. My second verse is Exodus 34, verses 6 through 7. This is when... Moses is up on uh, Mount Sinai getting the second set of uh, the Ten Commandments. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clearly guilty. We serve a God that, is not, that not only created the world with his voice, but he is merciful and mighty and compassionate, full of love and grace and just. He will punish those who have done wrong for their sin, but is very forgiving. And I'm going to finish this point with James 2.19, which, talks, which um, talks about that the demons also believe in God, and they tremble. That's a very good point, that even the dark powers of this world tremble, tremble before God, and that there's no, need, no, there's no reason for us to be afraid when even Satan and his demons fear before him. So my second point is to remember what God has promised us and given us. So Nathan's going to come up and read Romans 
chapter 8, verses 14 through 18. I'll be reading Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 18. I'll be reading from the New King James. For as many as are led to the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, and we are children of God. And if children the heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs of the Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, then we may also be glorified together. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared, compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So as we heard in that, uh, in Romans 8, that we are sons of God, he has adopted us, and we have the Spirit of God himself in us. And that what he has given us, and that he has given us that, and, and promised that whoever will give his life to him will be adopted into his family. And we get to have the Spirit of God himself living in us. And we are now his sons and daughters. And also in that the Romans 8.18, talks about how the, the glory that we're promised is not worth to be compared with the sufferings of this world. We're also promised that. And so... 2 Timothy 1.7 talks about how we were not given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And to finish this point, I'm a, James 1.5 talks about how that if you lack wisdom, you should ask God, and he will give to everyone without partiality. But we need to ask in faith. But he promised that, we, that he would give us wisdom. And that's another promise of him. He will adopt us into his family, he promises us glory if we suffer uh, with Christ. He will give us of his spirit and wisdom if we ask him in faith. And so my third and final point is to fill your mind with the things of God. Set your mind on things above, like Colossians 3, verses uh, 1 and 2 say. They say. It says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When your mind is set on the things of this world, and it, you begin to think about them a lot, you begin to worry and have anxiety and stress about the things of this world, because your mind's not set on the things of God. And instead of using our resources and time and energy doing what God wants us to do, we get distracted into thinking about this world. But in the, in, the, in the Bible, it says many times about keeping your mind set on those things which are above. So Romans 12.1 talks about how we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, and that when we have done that, we'll be able to prove uh, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Matthew 6:19 talks about storing up treasure in heaven. And we can't we can't store up treasure in heaven if we're thinking about this world. And then to finish this point, I'm going to read Luke 12 verses 
29 through 31. And seek not what you will eat or what you will drink, neither be or neither have a doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you need of these things. But rather seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we don't, we don't need to fear about this world, what will happen to us. God has given us everything we need and so much more. We just need to seek him first. We have a mighty, we serve a mighty, loving, compassionate, gracious, and just God who has given us of his spirit, adopted us into his family, and promised us glory beyond the sufferings of this world if we suffer with Christ. And so my last scripture is going back to Romans verses 8, I mean chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What shall, we, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor, anything, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, as we have heard tonight, Joshua was a faithful servant of God and a great leader of the Israelite people. The theme throughout Joshua is to obey God. The, the Israelites accomplished many great feats, but only with God's, but only with God's help. Many time, times in the book of Joshua, we find Joshua and the Israelite people saying, "Be strong and courageous." If we can learn anything from Joshua and the Israelite people, it is that while obeying God, we must. Be strong and courageous. What does it mean to be strong and courageous? And how do we do that today? The word strong can mean lots of things. In this case, the word means to be tough. For the Israelites being strong meant the Israelites had to not give up as they battled the inhabitants of the promised land. For us today, being strong, strong means we can't give up as we battle to do what is right every day. Courage. You've probably heard it said that being courageous does not mean you have no fear, but you do what is right and honorable and heroic despite your fears. The, Israelite, the Israelites being courageous means to do what God told them to do 
and going into battle with who God told them to. For us today, being courageous means to do what is right no matter what the outcome may be. As a Christian, being strong and courageous is not easy. We face temptations every day in a world that has a lot of evil in it. When we struggle to be strong and courageous, we must remind ourselves that just like the Israelite people, God is with us. Joshua 1.9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Remember that because the Israelites were strong and courageous, the Lord helped them fight their battles and made them victorious. They also received a great inheritance. As we strive every day to do what is right according to God's word, we can be strong and courageous because we know that God is with us, helping us fight our battles, and we have a great inheritance waiting for us in heaven. Appreciate all of these young men who have spoken to us tonight and encouraged us from the message of Joshua. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 24. Luke referred to this toward the close of his um, part of his presentation. And it's amazing if you go through the, the book of Joshua and you look at all of the accounts of different battles and how God intervened on behalf of the Israelites and how he assisted them. I mean, wow, there's one occasion where during a battle, the sun and the moon stood still. God helped his people as Joshua was brave and courageous and helped them in their battles. One thing that I think is important about Joshua that we don't want to overlook is the fact that there were two men when the spies were sent out into the land of Canaan. Only two brought back a good report. That's Joshua and Caleb. And for that reason, they were allowed to live longer and, and go over into the promised land. The other spies were not. So Joshua showed himself. He, he separated himself out to be a very faithful and brave follower of the Lord who gave a good report because he put his trust and his faith in God. That's why he was selected to be a leader at the death of Moses. I wanted to uh, just read to you from Joshua 13, verse 1. This is uh, an account where Joshua is now growing old. But in Joshua 13, 1, the text says, Now Joshua was old and advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, You are old and advanced in years, and there remains yet very much land to possess. The Lord then says in verse 6, I myself will drive them out from before the people of Israel. Now, I wanted to point out that in um, Joshua 24, if you've got your Bible open, in verse 12, it recounts uh, one of the ways that God helped his people is he used hornets. So one of the things that I think we need to really understand is that as the Lord told Joshua, be strong and be courageous, we too can be strong and courageous because the Lord is there to help us fight our battles. We're not alone. And we know that in the end, God is always victorious. If you re read Revelation, you understand the outcome is God's ultimate victory over Satan. 
Jesus will come back and judge all those who are evil, and he will redeem, he will bring up and collect those who are in Christ. So in Joshua 24, we see in the beginning, Joshua gathers all of the people. It's almost like a history lesson similar to what Moses did when he was leading Israel. And so he, he talks about uh, all of the things that God has done. And uh, speaking on behalf of God, he mentions that he brought the fathers out of Egypt. Um, he put darkness between them and the Egyptians. He did all of these things. He, as I mentioned before, he used hornets. And then I want now to, uh, to read in Joshua 24. Uh, we're going to get down to verse 14. I think this is important, and Luke referred to this earlier when he was talking. But I don't want to talk about the verbs of Joshua, the verbs of Joshua, and this is an important, I think, point to close on. But one thing that I've heard mentioned several times is evil prevails when good men do nothing. Evil prevails when good men do nothing. So what kind of men is God asking us to be? And women followers, he wants us to be strong. He wants us to be courageous. He wants us to take a stand knowing that God will support us. And so in verse 14, Joshua challenges the people and he says, Therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see Joshua taking a stand. He was being brave. He was being courageous. He said, put your trust in God. So let me go back and just recount very quickly as we bring our lesson to a close. First of all, the verbs that he uses is one, he says, to fear the Lord. Fear the Lord, he says. What does that mean? It's a healthy respect. It's to realize that God, the creator of the universe, is in control. And when he says he will do something, he will do it. Therefore, we can be brave and take a stand for God. Even in our society today where it seems evil prevails, Christians are in the vast minority, and the momentum seems to be building for evil. Take a stand. Fear the Lord. Respect him. Be in awe of him. Be obedient to him, and he in the end will win. He will prevail. God promises that, and we know it. The next thing he says is, the next verb is serve. Serve. So he says, fear the Lord. Serve him. How? He gives two descriptions of how to serve him, in sincerity and in faithfulness. We must decide if we're going to be servants of the Lord or we're going to be captives in the army of Satan. We need to fear the Lord. We need to serve him. The third thing he says is you got to make a decision. you got to put away those things that are not of God. And so he says, um, put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt. Break the pattern. Become faithful to God. Be strong in your faithfulness. Be courageous in your faithfulness. But you can't serve the world and the, and the gods of this world, and you can't serve God at the same time. 
So again, Joshua is a strong leader. He's a courageous leader, and now he's challenging the people. Fear God. Serve God. Put away the things that interfere with your devotion to him. Number four, he says, make a choice. Choose. Don't try to serve the gods of this world and God at the same time. It will not work, church. And so if we're going to be effective in being a force for the church and society today, let us choose to serve God and put away those images. The last thing he says is choose not six months from now, six years from now, toward the end of your life. He says choose now. Choose this day. And so as an invitation to you, we simply ask, have you done these things? Number one, do you show respect and a fear for the Lord? Have you been serving him faithfully? Have you put away the things that interfere with your worship with God? Four, have you made that choice to serve God and not things of the world? And have you made that choice today? Today, we offer you this invitation. We ask you to think about your commitment to God. Have you been a courageous Christian? Have you been strong in your devotion to follow God, even if it means you take fire from the world, if they ridicule you? We see Joshua being strong and courageous. We see God assisting him in his battles and even using hornets to be victorious. God is the same God today, and he will be here with you to allow you to victory in battle. The invitation is yours. We want to invite you if there's anything that we can do to help you in your walk with him. We ask you to choose today. Serve him. Let's stand together while Wes leads us. Hail at the cross, Christ will meet you there. He intercedes for you. <coughs> Lift up your voice, play with him your care, and begin life anew. Hail at the cross,
unable to take the Lord's Supper will be available back in room one, please. Closing song will be number four. Number four. Sing first and last verses. We praise thee, O God, for the Son of thy love. For Jesus, who died and is now gone above, hallelujah, thine the glory, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, thine the glory, revive us again, revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Pray me, please. I am Father, so thankful for this day, thankful for the opportunity we've had to come before you and, and worship you. Lord, so thankful for our assembly here at Strousville, all the many blessings that you've bestowed upon this congregation. Lord, so thankful for each and every member. Lord, thankful for these young men who have come tonight and uh, shared your word and, Lord, worked on, on their uh, leadership skills through worship. Lord, just uh, so thankful for... for them sharing the message of Joshua, Lord, we pray that we take that to heart and be strong and courageous, and, and Lord, as we go out into the world, as we face evil, that we always uh, do your will. Lord, as we're about to go into our fellowship meal, just ask you, please uh, uh, bless the food. We thank you for it, and please bless it to our bodies and those who help prepare it. Lord, I ask you just please be with us through the remainder of the week. Please keep us safe till we can meet again. So, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.